coming up on Verse Course Verse. We get to talk about music now. That's next. <laughs> Welcome to episode 79.2. I am DL. I am still here. A little editing secret for you guys. We actually didn't stop and then come back what? today. Yeah, this is all recorded at once. It's crazy. Tell I know. Them our Magic of radio. With me is Rachel. I bet you that she picked Rage for everybody. Polio. Rachel, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. She's good. Not tired at all. And super happy after that last episode? Whoop, whoop. Yeah, my spirits yeah. are... Very high. Don't worry, everyone. We gave her uh, some happy pills. <laughs> also with us still is Evil. I think you picked Megadeth, Jimmy. Evil, mm. how are you doing tonight? I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Our souls are fragile. We may not seem like it, but this stuff is hard to research. Also with us is the Svend. I have no fucking clue what you picked, Knutson. Svend, uh, how are you? I'm just as confused as you are. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the the last episode was dark dl does the going dark thing a lot that was uh really unfun there's still gonna be some shit in this because the whole thing was shit and we still gotta talk about certain bands before we get into that though rachel are you over the last episode are you ready to talk some music i'm ready to move on i broadly hated the entire woodstock i feel like all of it was fine. There were a couple bands that stood out. It was exponentially worse than every other Woodstock music-wise. Because there was a lot of footage to find. MTV recorded all of it. A ton. Also, the sound. I don't know if the sound for us as the oh, viewer the sound was, terrible. was horrible. Yeah. And it was good there. But man, if it was as bad there as it was through my YouTube, that fucking sucks for them. Do you think that there's any part of you that the experience of the event tarnishes the music of the event? There's probably a degree of that, but there's also probably a bit of, this was my music uh, more so than any other Woodstock. This is when I was super, super, super into music. So a lot of this was revisiting stuff and bands that and I you remember. You are a big Corn fan. I loved, I loved Corn. I love Megadeth. What is the dust one? Seven, Seven dust. dust. <laughs> what is the dust one? <laughs> Yeah, they were also like bleh on stage, most of them. I agree. And I have a theory on the, the whole meh sort of thing. We'll get into that later. Mm. Mm. Okay. Evil had already said that he doesn't really remember this. Evil talked a lot at 94 about how he remembered a lot of things for the 94 coverage and mm -hmm. things like that. But he didn't remember 99. I think maybe you were just outside of pop culture and more into you were becoming one with evil. Sven, <laughs> do you remember 99 coverage? I do. I remember watching, like Rachel already said, like MTV covered everything. So there was plenty of footage. And I remember watching some of it over and over. And with my like VHS, we VCR. Fuck, I forgot what those things were called. I will also accept VHS. <laughs> like yeah. recorded acts and moments that I would replay and watch and watch and watch over and over and over. So I, I definitely... So you liked a lot of the performances. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. I feel like looking at it through the MTV camera, you kind of got a feeling for the chaos, but not entirely. Yeah. Not like when you watch the HBO documentary, right? Different cameras with a different agenda. But like the MTV cameras were all about the fun and the party and the music and the, the good times. Yeah. There was stuff I really enjoyed. Even stuff looking at the timeline now, like that's when some of the craziest crap was going on and I was so into it. <laughs> you know, like the chili peppers. Yeah, you could tell there was... 
shit on fire. Mm-hmm. Let me stand next to your fire. And how ironic is it that it was like a peace protest the group? The candle. Vi- well, it was after <laughs> Columbine, so it was an anti-gun. Um, yeah. yeah. Anti-gun, anti-gun yeah. violence. Um, Evil, I'm going to ask you a fairly similar question to what I asked Rachel, because you kind of entered this whole thing as brand new for you. And from what it sounds like, mm -hmm. uh, you probably had comparative to 94 and 69, way less previous knowledge studying for this than any of the others. Yep. How hard was yep. it for you to separate the disaster from the music? If I just look at the artist list, I'm like, dude, I would love to go yeah. to the show. And then you learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, very difficult. To Sven's point, you watch some of the footage, like Corn Set. I watch that. I'm like, God, I would love to be in the crowd for that show. And then you learn about it. And you're like, fuck, no, I would not want to be in that crowd for that show. <laughs> yeah. I really want to talk to some people who were at this to see what it was really like mm-hmm. from some different firsthand perspectives. And it is interesting. I listened to about three interviews from people that were actually there. And it is it, their experiences and opinions are so different from each other's. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a it's not based on their sex or where they were or that sort of thing. I did a quote from a I don't remember what her name was, but she talked about she had a great time there. And, and she didn't experience any of that stuff. But then you get an interview from a dude that was like, everywhere I turned, there was mm-hmm. disgusting shit going on. You know what we got to do before we get more into this? We got to talk about what we're drinking again tonight. Rachel is going to, to get a beer. <laughs> Let's start with Sven, because I know Sven has a beer. Sven, what are you drinking? It is a so fucking sunny, because... We turned a corner, right? We're we're through the dark shit. Things are getting brighter. So fucking sunny. Payette Brewing, Boise, Idaho. You drink a lot of Payette Brewery. Because they're here. It's hard not to drink stuff that's like right <laughs> down the street. Right oh, well, here. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's good. But I support local. I think you're destined for a sponsorship by Payette Brewing Company is what I think. I think that anyone that drinks beer should drink beer brewed as close to them as possible. I like it a lot. I'm going to go next because I'm boring as shit, but I feel it's somehow fitting. I've got a Coors Light. Oh, Sven does Hey, what does yours say? (laughs) Twins. Chill days. I got nights! Ah, wow. What? (laughs) Ying and yang. Evil... What are you drinking? Well, I'm still drinking some of this dumpster fire, (laughs) which if you Google dumpster fire cocktail, there's a hundred recipes. I found that if you're looking for a cocktail recipe and you just like come up with some generic term, there's going to (laughs) be many variations. Yeah. So, yeah. Or some like super specific thing a bartender invented two years ago. Like this is the double crested nut gobbler, you know, it's yeah. yeah. So dumpster fire. Don't Google that. (laughs) 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 Um, Rachel, what? What are you drinking? I took a cue from Sven How's and a pink from lemonade. I said she's just gonna switch colors. Uh, a screwdriver, so a little Ooh. lighter. Oh. A little happier. Also drinking uh, a big glass of water because I'm not imprisoned on an Air Force base where I don't have access to water. <laughs> I'm so dehydrated. Yeah. I don't have the saliva. You for $4. <laughs> or seven once it gets to Sunday. Okay, on that note, I kind of got to go do a thing real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Bye. Man, he left quick. I think he's got to pee. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> no, I-
are back. Rachel, if you owned a newspaper in 1999, the column for this festival would read? I've got two options. Uh, Woodstock 99, come for the music, leave with a rape kit. That's, that's poignant. Or Woodstock 99, come for the music, stay for the sexual assault. Okay. Kind of the, <laughs> nobody cares. Everyone will hear it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I tried to come up with something lighter. And um, I will read my headline. It is a quote from George Orwell. They are fiddling while Rome is burning, and unlike the enormous majority of people who do this, fiddling with their face toward the flames. Um, Sven, if you had a newspaper, the column for Woodstock 99 would read... Rome fell in 99. Ooh. Poignant, and it's... Wasn't there like a spray-painted thing that said that or something like... If there was, there spot on evil if you owned a newspaper the headline on the column for this festival would read welcome to woodstock 1999 where peace is for sale but at these prices who's buying nice (laughs) i'm feeling good about my favorite yeah (laughs) about my favorite Uh, artist foreshadowing as well (laughs) i think rachel lost and i think that i won um, Son of a bitch. Got a little game to play. Here's what we're going to do. You want to talk about a band, you get to talk about a band. So what are you, were you finger gunsing? I'm just excited. Oh. I'm finger gunning because I'm excited. What I'm going to do, I'm going to start naming off bands. You all get one sentence to say about that band. But here's the catch. You get to pick three bands that you get to say more than one sentence about. Okay. One sentence per band, but there are three bands that you can talk more about. Got it. Which three? Just pick your three and then wait for it. David, gotcha. your games are so complicated. <laughs> They're really not. Let's start, shall we? Yes. Let's start with G-Love and the Special Sauce. They make me thirsty. Rachel? The best name at Woodstock 99. Evil. What exactly is in the Special Sauce? <laughs> um, G's love. <laughs> Ew. I thought they put on a great show. There we go. George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. I will start. Wanted to like depressingly old. (laughs) Evil. Back to you. I think I killed him. Nope, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they played twice. They were the Country Joe and the Fish of Woodstock 99. (laughs) Um, Rachel? We want the funk. Sven? Gotta have that funk. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) All right. James Brown, Rachel. James Brown has passed on. But moving forward, if you could start the show quicker than 20 minutes into your set. Before he walks on the stage. It took him 20 minutes to walk onto stage. And that goes back to the waiting for fucking ever. Like I waited for three hours in the sun for you to show up. And then you wait another fucking 20 minutes. But you know, that was part of James Brown's thing, right? Is he had his band come on and stuff like that. And then he came out back in the day and he. Cool story, bro. I'm hot. Wow. You are just. (laughs) Start the show. Things you're saying about James Brown. Um, Sven. Yep. Uh, Evil. Great, 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 great godfather of soul. I, Yes. That's um, nice. You know, I could just edit exactly what I said about George Clinton into James <laughs> Yes. <laughs> great show, <laughs> depressingly old. Yeah. Um, it actually, it wasn't that great of a show, I didn't think. Yeah. Jamiroquai, surprisingly very impressed. Sven. Feathers. Just, now we're just naming. Okay. Uh, the same e- words. E- evil. I've been like, the dude, like, no, his I head, get it. Head, no, I get it. Hat, <laughs> 
Is that evil? Okay. I did not watch their set. Rachel. Oh. I wish I would have. Fantastic. Wait, did we get one word or one sentence? Sentence, Sven. Oh, shit. Indeed. He was great live. I thought it was really, really good. I agree. Cheryl Crow. I did not watch it. Uh, evil. Uh, one sentence. Um. I have no rhyme or reason to it. I do not like Cheryl Crow. I never have and never will. Really? She, there's nothing to like about her. She had a great comeback. Someone in the crowd, like, oh. like multiple people in the crowd are like, show us your, you know, and... Right. And she's like, you're going to have to pay a lot more than you did to get in here to see mine. Does anybody have written down or remember Rosie Perez's? 399 blockbuster. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Yeah, they were yelling that to her and she was like, fuck you. I'm not showing you anything. Go rent whatever. Yep. 399 at right. blockbuster. <laughs> Spend Cheryl Crow. Favorite song of her set was a cover. What was oh. it? Sweet Child Don't Mind. Mm. Rachel. She is so hot. 1999 Cheryl Crow was like, the epitome of damn everything gorgeous she was ripped she was talented perfect human being oh. see i wanted to say that but, but i said it for you i couldn't two wrongs don't make a right the offspring the first guy to call out people for sexual assault from the stage very refreshing yep. other than that pretty shitty that was my comma <laughs> other than <laughs> go ahead evil i enjoyed noodles take playing Woodstock 99 was worse than playing at a Nazi complex <laughs> earlier in their career. Jesus right. Christ. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't see that. You did not see that? That's good. Rachel? I loved it, but he was real flat. Sven? Yeah, the live mics were tough at 99. Real bad. I think they couldn't hear themselves. Every single act. None of the acts. I think their monitors 98% of the acts I saw at some point just ripped their fucking earpieces out. Yeah. I got no self-esteem. <laughs> just naming off songs now. <laughs> Bush, Sven, back to you. Bush was there? Rachel? <laughs> oh. I rewatched Bush like a million times. And oh, you did? Specifically oh, their REM cover. Uh, this one goes out to the one I love, mm -hmm. which is the chorus, right? Fire. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, Premonitions. It was one of like the three bands that I remember recording on VHS and like playing the shit out of. Oh, so you, yeah, you were really into it. Evil. I was never a huge bush fan but i really enjoyed this performance i think i might i don't know actually rachel go ahead this just reignited my love for gavin rostow <laughs> i forgot about it for 20 years and then i watched this and i was like oh yeah yeah i'll i mean I, Same that's for you? all i yeah fucking so hot let's see how do i turn this into a sentence <laughs> uh 16 stone was great fun as a child even then a sentence not a limerick <laughs> i didn't really like this performance but boy howdy so gavin rossdale was one of the most beautiful people alive at that point live rachel i didn't watch the whole thing honestly i like them they're good live they started out really bad but everybody started out really bad they're one of the first ones that i i watched uh sven they survived <laughs> uh evil <laughs> I followed that. Um. <laughs> uh, that's a direct quote from Ed Kowalczyk. Oh, see, I didn't. So, Sven, Kowalczyk. context, man. God, I can't. Even, I didn't know that. That was a quote from him at the airport on his way Sven, out. I love like, you. He hugged a reporter and said, "We survived." I'm gonna uh, do the opposite sentence oh. of what I said for Bush. I really liked oh. Live back then, but I wasn't. I was lukewarm on 
this performance? Uh, I completely loved this. I was amazed. I forgot how good live is live. Uh, (laughs) Was absolutely, completely impressed by this. Go watch it. Tell me I'm wrong. DMX. Gonna give it to (laughs) (laughs) I, (laughs) I will start. So much fun to just watch him do his thing. That said, I just can't get over the weirdness of... Uh, 300,000 white people screaming his (laughs) lyrics back to him. Um, (laughs) Evil. Yeah. I think his performance, I'm going to do more sentences here on this one because he commands the stage. Yes. And when you have a stage of hundreds of thousands of people in front of you, that's a pretty good stage to be commanding. Yeah. But to your point, what? I mean, it broke my brain. (laughs) Like, you you Mm -hmm. see like... You look out in the audience and it is a sea of white folks. And you see like the black people out there kind of looking side to side like, what in the fuck is going on? You know? What's happening? (laughs) Oh boy. It's mesmerizing and at the same time incredibly uncomfortable to watch that performance. I completely Uh, agree. DMX wasn't phased. That was crazy. No, he was totally into it. Rachel? Similarly to Evil, I wrote, where my dog's at, says DMX. Here, shout the three black guys in the crowd. <laughs> so he did a, an amazing job to be singing to a bunch of entitled white bitches. Like he did, he was amazing. He did really, really, really well. I mean, w- white people are allowed to like DMX. I love DMX. White people are allowed to love DMX. Is that the crowd that he wrote his music for? Probably not. He wrote, knowing DMX as much as I do, he wrote his music for the crowd that's going to pay him fucking money. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) And they did. Um, Corn. Let's start with somebody that I know. Corn is very near and dear to his heart in Sven. Jonathan Davis collapsed. I don't remember that. That was sad. After the set. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the set. He walked off stage like, and collapsed, and it was all over yeah. their walkie-talkies and radios. He just went down. That's okay. The intensity in which he delivered the performance, I feel, it's like the thing that James Brown does, you know, like <laughs> needs to be toweled off, and yeah, the corn version of it, and so it happened backstage. It was an amazing freaking set. He poured mm-hmm. so much of his energy yeah. and heart into it. So I'll go next because unfortunately the, the footage I watch it literally you start the YouTube and you immediately see a woman stage surfing being absolute groped over and over and over again. That's like the first 10 seconds and I, I couldn't recover from that. I tried to skip ahead. I tried to skip a few songs. I just couldn't. It completely ruined the whole thing for me. I did use more than one sentence, so I'll just t- count this as one of my bands. And I will say that Corn has gone on record saying they think this is the best show that they ever played. Mm. It was intense. I wish I didn't know about this performance. Go on. No, that is such a good sentence. That is such a good sentence. I'll, I'll talk about it more later, but for this, I'm saving that. Very well put. Rachel? I just wrote that it was, of, of all the crowd shots that I saw, this was the most terrifying Yes. There was an interview with a guy that was writing for Spin Magazine who was there. He was being interviewed by another guy that was a journalist there. And both of them said that Korn was by far the most terrifying crowd that they've ever seen. I did not think I was going to use my shit up for Korn, but it it needed to happen, you guys. Insane Clown Posse. Mm -hmm. Rachel. Did not see that one. Sven. 
Did not see that one. Oddly positive. Interesting. <laughs> I need to think of a good sentence for this. <laughs> Hilariously of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about this one. Bijou Phillips. Nobody gets the joke there. Okay. Bueller. Bijou Phillips was a fucking actress that was on the emerging artist stage that was just like the worst <laughs> okay. thing in the world. But when it was like 110 degrees out... She was playing in the hangar, so hundreds oh of thousands God. of people. The running joke through all of the articles was that people sat through Bijou Phillips <laughs> to just get shade. Well, not just Bijou Phillips. Like, out of the, what, like 30-something emerging artists, do you recognize any of the names other than Muse. Moby? That This John Entwistle guy, he's got, he's got a bright I future. forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. He, wasn't he one of the only two that played at the 69 Woodstock that were actually there? Yeah. The Tragically Hip. Sven? Didn't watch. Rachel? Didn't watch. Jesus Christ, you guys. Evil? So, they're a Canadian band, and at one point, they sing Oh Canada. That's right. The media spun it like there was all of this xenophobia. Crowd was like, and then you watch it and you see the crowd loving the show. You see Canadian flags out. The spin on it is trying to get us to think that the same group of people who are cheering Rage Against the Machine, burning the U.S. flag, is somehow xenophobic against these Canadians who are putting on a great show. Mm -hmm. And I don't buy it. I think that is part of the media throwing fuel onto a fire that didn't need more fuel already on it other than that great show yeah tragically hip love the band great performance mm -hmm. that's my sentence wycliffe john svend that was a shit performance from a shit person um <laughs> dave matthews <band>. <laughs> <laughs> i killed evil again dave matthews band rachel let's go to you dave matthews band was fucking lit i don't think i've ever seen them perform live and I just fast forwarded to Watchtower because I love Watchtower. It's one of my favorite songs. It was insane. So, 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 so good. The sax, the violin, all of it. Dave Matthews himself took on a whole different personality when he was singing and it was insane. I've never seen... Ah, oh, so good. Sven? The best second half of a set. It was the best second half of a set because it was tripping Billy's into mm -hmm. the awesome bass solo, into Watchtowers, into Ants Marching. And it was like, for me, the things that I want to hear when I, when I see a Dave Matthews band concert. Those are things on my checklist. Those four things happen yeah. back to back to back. I'll go next. Anytime that I can see Carter Beauford play drums... I'm the happiest man in the world. Even if it's just one snare shot for like 20 minutes. As long as he's smiling and chewing gum and blowing bubbles, I'm good <laughs> to chewing go. chewing gum. Evil? Woodstock 99 could have used a lot more of this. God, you're good at the fucking mm. sentences, dude. Did you tell him about the game ahead of time? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Evil. I'll go to you. He did it all for the nookie. Oh. <laughs> you guys asked for that. Yeah, you did. we did. We did. Let me get this straight. He's neither wearing khakis or a red baseball cap. <laughs> Rachel. This is 1999, motherfucker. Take your Birkenstocks and stick them up your ass. Oh, yeah, and fucking sync. What the... Offspring did it, too, mm -hmm. where they had, like, blow-up dolls of sync and they beat the shit out yeah. of them on stage. There was such a weird thing back then of hey, rockers versus boy bands. Dude, this is the this is the radio stations going to a single format 
and mm-hmm. turned music into a team sport. Yeah. I think that's a lot of what fueled yeah. the badness that happened here is those attitudes. It's not even a competition. The same people aren't listening to Limp Bizkit that are listening to NSYNC. Yeah, and, and what is Fred Durst saying? That he has more talent than somebody in NSYNC? Mm-hmm. As you're Fred Durst, man. Mm-hmm. You can sucks. thank your guitarist for anything that good that's ever happened to you. I'm going to revise my sentence for Limp Bizkit, and I'll just say, Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's my favorite sentence so far. Sven, go ahead. He didn't have to give them something to break. Had plenty. Uh. There you go. Metallica. No matter how good it was, I could not not compare it to 94. Sure. Sven. Way before Stranger Things. (laughs) 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 Rachel. Instrumental was good. Vocals were bad. Evil. I, How did Metallica become the tamest band of the night? Yeah. That's that's good. I have an answer to that. Go do it. Corporate responsibility. <laughs> they understand profit and loss. <laughs> and how much is at stake. <laughs> Hashtag Napster. Mm-hmm. Kid Rock. I miss Josie. <laughs> uh, spend. Ball with the ball. It's great. Uh, Rachel. Show the world those beautiful American titties. How the fuck is Kid Rock a thing? (laughs) Can I take this as one of my artists? Yeah. I would just like to start out with Kid Rock is human garbage. He is a horrible, horrible human being. I don't care for his music. (laughs) However. Sick burn, bro. I don't care for your music. You're not very talented. Um... This is the only one. Yes, it took a long time for him to come on stage. There was a lot of buildup. I hate it. My name is Kid, and then fucking fireworks go up, and all the meth heads are like, yeah! Yeah! It's very equivalent to the blind opening by Corn. You can totally see where yeah. a crowd would just go insane. He had the crowd in the palm of his hand, mm-hmm. and it was fucking fantastic. Could anybody get through Canning Crow's hashtag sorry, Mark? Oh, Mark. I wrote down this mix is dog shit, so I think I turned it off. <laughs> Bad and boring. That's my made it 10 yeah. minutes. Maybe. We don't play like, Canning Crow's around here. <laughs> oh, around here. You know, the, the problem was. Did you do that on purpose? They didn't evil? do the Beatles cover. Yeah. No. <laughs> Dave Coulier's ex-girlfriend, Alanis Morissette. Ugh. Nope. Just I just can't. Nope. That's my sentence. Why are you uh, such a dick? Rachel? She was fantastic. I thought she was really, really great. I think there were some songs that were met and then some songs that were uh, better forgiven was fucking fantastic. She did so, so, so good. And I really liked the idea of somebody calming down the crowd. There were a couple artists that came on. The fucking chicks. The chicks. Nobody's getting assaulted during this, and I can completely enjoy it. I mean, Jewel Uh, assaults ears like nobody can. You can go fuck yourself, Liston. (laughs) (laughs) No, I... Look, Lana Spores, that was great. I would completely agree that the fact that there were, what, three fucking female artists at this? Yeah. uh, One on each day. One on each day. Exactly. Yeah. I completely agree that the attitude at this festival would have been completely different if they wouldn't have done that. Right. Mm. Um, Evil. What about uh, Ryan Reynolds' ex-girlfriend, Alanis Morissette? Um, (laughs) You're going to run out of exes. I know. Those are the only only two. Ironic. (laughs) Now you're just doing what Sven did. (laughs) Sven. I'm here to see Limp Biscuit. I'm not here to see this. 
oh, says God. Craig DeWitt, 21 years old, of Redenbach, New York, as a group of his friends nodded in agreement. <laughs> Didn't Fred Durst talk shit about Alanis Morissette, too? Yeah. Probably. Probably. All that comp shit is what Alanis Morissette was for, yeah. or something like that. Birkenstock Rock. He's in 1990. Yeah. What a fucking cunt. What does he have against Birkenstocks? We're going to take a break. We've got a few more that we're going to go through, and then we're going to go through some awards and categories. We'll be right back. We are back. Rage Against the Machine. They were good. Fantastic. That's why you're on a podcast. Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like out of all of the bands that that performed that I saw perform, Zach was the most involved in the music, and I really, really appreciated that about him. Because, again, there were so many just meh performances. Mm -hmm. That one really stood out to me just because... There was so much passion and so much actual music involved in it. It wasn't just going through the motions of playing the songs. So this is going along with that. And this is something I noticed. I'm not sure if any of you did either, but the stages were so fucking massive. Oh, yeah. They're mm-hmm. fucking huge. That one, yeah. one of the things that I thought really fucked up the performances were how far apart band members were from each other. Yeah. yeah. It's like they were all on a fucking island. Rage Against the Machine was like tight together. Yep. Yeah. The bass player and Zach are right there. The whole there was something about the rage performance beyond just how spectacular it was that was different than all the other yeah. ones. That was the only performance out of all of these that I watched and I was like, that's fucking it. That's perfection at this festival. Evil. Fantastic performance, but even if I was there, it'd still be the second best rage performance I'd ever seen. Really? State penitentiary. All right. Yeah. That's That's, yeah. I'm with you. I am with ya. Creed. They played there? Hold on. Good job. Good sentence. Sven? <laughs> what kind of... Why? Why? Like yep. it? Evil? Oh. Why in the fuck is Robbie Krieger playing with Creed at Woodstock 99? And nobody got it. You could tell in the crowd. <laughs> nobody got it. I, you know, they kind of had me. Until it, I'm not going to lie. They were one of the performances. I was like, this is actually not that fucking bad. (laughs) But then they just obliterated it with that. I actually wrote, I'm bored. You're boring. (laughs) I thought he was fucking good. I thought he was wailing. Red hot chili peppers. Completely unimpressed. Rachel. Yeah. Meh. Oh, and oh, look. We're three seconds in, and there's Flea's penis. <laughs> ah, uh, stole my sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Get out of each other's heads. I mean, that you took mine. Like I thought, That was it. That was it. That's what I had. I got nothing else. Jewel. Nope. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> okay, so when I was going through, I was actually also Googling their ages. Most everybody was in their mid to late 30s. Uh, Jewel was 25 years old at the time. And David, you can hate Jewel all you want, but that woman is insanely talented. Her control is so good. She's amazing live, better live than recorded. Also, the fact that she had said 
and the documentary that everybody but you watched, she was talking about how the crowd felt strange and there was a weird energy. And the fact that she could still pull off the vocals that she pulled off uh, was impressive to me. Evil? I don't hate her like you do. I think she is talented. And she saw Flea's penis before any of us ever did. Good for her. We'll see if if anybody wants to touch on any of these. Uh, Our Lady Peace. Anybody? Okay. I love Our Lady Peace. This was not good. Mm. Um, Collective Soul. (sighs) That falsetto was garbage. (laughs) It was so bad. I was listening to them and I was like, I've heard them. I know I've heard them. Why do I not recognize this? It's because it sounds completely opposite from the recordings, every recording that they've ever done. He's horrible live. The man is horrible live. He's not. Okay. His falsetto um, is horrible live. His falsetto was horrible okay. at Woodstock, Woodstock 99. Let's not judge. I judge everything on that uh, one performance, and it's garbage. Evil. I will preface this by saying I like Collective Soul, <laughs> but Collective Soul. More like collective sigh. Oh. <laughs> that was nice. good. Anybody want to say anything about Seven Dust? They were freaking awesome. They're, okay. They hadn't quite, they were still kind of new, right? Like that was my first time seeing Seven yeah. Dust. Yeah. I was pretty blown away. It feels like they were perennially an opening band. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Mm-hmm. They were pretty douchey about this concert at the after in the interviews. Um, I loved that they had a black lead singer and a Confederate flag on the lead guitar <laughs> when they started playing. Yeah. It's juxtaposition like, of 1999, Rachel. That's bold. <laughs> they also took credit for something that is not at all proven in that uh, Jewel and them were playing at the same time. Everybody left Jewel to go to Seven Dust because they heard this ruckus. Seven Dust still every uh, every interview I read was was pride in them being the ones that started all the riots and shit. No, uh, which I don't think is true because no. they weren't they didn't play till Sunday. Yeah, Evil, what you got on Seven Dust? I've never seen them have a bad performance, but I question that people at Jewel heard them two point three miles away <laughs> and rushed to their stage. <laughs> On Sunday, after being in the heat for three days <laughs> and not having any water. Yeah. They totally did. Megadeth. Dave Mustaine's revenge on Metallica. That's what I'll say. <clears throat> really uh, close to what I had. Rachel. I wrote that it was tight. A very tight set. Like they're playing together. It was in- incredibly impressive. I really, really liked that set. Evil. One of my favorite memes is a picture of metallica when they still had mustaine in the band and the caption says megadeth before dave got new members (laughs) 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 and uh i think that sums up the metallica megadeth dynamic at this particular show Uh, i love that I, i loved that they were one of the closers and their last song was literally Peace sells, but who's buying? At it was Woodstock, three more days of peace, love, and horrifying humanity. It was perfect. Yep. Uh, Sven? It was not Metallica. Accurate. It wasn't. The only two that I skipped through, I don't think anybody cares too much about, are uh, Everclear. Anybody? Uh, nobody cares. They came out swinging hard, mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, <laughs> all downhill from there. Rusted Root. I thought it was a spectacular set. Yeah. All right, there we go. Those are the bands of 1999. Rachel, what did history get right about this? Um, that it was a fucking shit show. <laughs> yes. 
That is word for word what I have written down. A 1,200 ton shit show. <laughs> what was it? 60 something feet oh, in I diameter know. and 20. What yep. were the measurements? 20 something high. 61.1 feet in diameter, 24.1 feet tall would be a 500,000 gallon tank of urine. It's a lot of piss for people that didn't have anything to drink. <laughs> Sven, what did history get wrong about this festival? I feel like everything contradicts itself. What did history get wrong? I don't know that it got a lot wrong. It just depends on where you look. There's no good soundbite for that. (laughs) Is it more of a you think they got it right or you just don't know? Yeah, there are very contradicting and different reports and perspectives, like as we all probably found as we were researching Woodstock 99. It's hard to say like history. All in all, I don't feel like there's any consensus across the board about what happened at Woodstock 99 other than a massive shit show. I'll go next. I will let Rachel do the rebuttal and then Evil be the middle. I think that history got wrong that this was the artist's fault, searching for specific faults, or it's a white guy problem. I think this is pretty fucking simple. There are promoters that were in charge of hiring security, of making sure there was water, of making sure there was places to go to the bathroom, of making sure there were places to sleep. Absolutely nothing that a promoter is in charge of went correctly. That is what I think history got wrong, is Michael Lang and John Schur should be fucking in jail for this. And to keep searching for blame and stuff, it's just, it's a little perplexing to me. Not not to say that anybody that did anything wrong doesn't deserve to be buried under the prison as far as assault and things like that, but... Those two men, Jesus Christ, Rachel. Michael Ling's dead, so he got his. That's true. Um, I think that in studying this, I realized how bad it was. You know, we talked about there's a lot of good things and like a lot of people had a really good time. And I think if there is one bad experience, it sullies it for everyone. The horrible stuff was ignored for too long diving into it we can see how bad it really was but i think that a normal person would be like oh yeah that one thing happened during limp biscuit and it was super hot and then they set it on fire so the fact that a documentary of that magnitude and and people paying attention didn't happen till 2021 yep. 20 odd years later and then finally people are figuring out how bad the situation yeah. actually was outside the statute of limitations agreed evil i'm gonna take that a little bit further even one of the things that we as humans are able to do with history is learn from it and i don't feel like we have citing the numbers from those other festivals where similar things have happened points to that and that none of us knew about right to rachel's point history got it wrong by willfully being blind to it this is something that really will only for anything if you want the truth you need to seek it out and i think talking to people who are actually there is the only way to really do that the problem with that is that it's not a good narrative it's not going to tell a good story and it's going to muddy things even further. Yep. But if you want to actually learn and grow from history, you have to do the work. Nobody's really done that, I don't think. Well, and there's also the revisionist history as well of what if you're interviewing somebody that was one of those fucking Neanderthals? What are they going to yep. admit it to you? A couple years after this, Tom Morello was interviewed and I'm going to misquote him if I try to come up with it. But he basically, he said one thing. And then a few years later, he said something completely different. 
why did you change your views on this? Because it feels very, I'm changing my views because it's... Like a, our show was amazing to all of a sudden, that was one of the most disgusting festivals. I've yeah, 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 yeah. To Sven's point about Metallica, it's like he's looking at his profit and loss form and realizing he needs to change his narrative and to fit in with whatever. That doesn't feel authentic from a band called Rage Against the Machine. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Hopefully you guys have, one of you has something more than I do about this. I think it is properly rated as now as this terrible thing that happened, but it's still, I don't know how else to say it. Like people were fucking raped at this thing. It can't be any more underrated that this was, I guess exactly what Rachel said. It took till 2021 to have a fucking documentary about how atrocious this was. So I think it's extremely underrated as a extremely terrible event. I don't have a lot to add to that. I think properly rated again like i feel like the documentary itself had definitely had, i think went into it with an agenda we're still only getting a narrow view yeah. i don't know that, that i can ever put together a comprehensive rating i can comment on the music specifically i can comment on like these specific topics about it but as an overall festival we're still figuring it out so it's properly related in the regard that like I think we're we're ingesting information and dealing with it appropriately in today's climate. This is the first episode in researching where I realized this is not about music. Yeah. I don't know if a rating system mm-hmm. applies to this. I can't mm-hmm. really give a Yelp review. To, to this thing mm-hmm. it's viewed through these hyperbolic uh-huh. reductionist lenses that doesn't make sense i can't even get my brain in the mode to approach it that way a historical event like this requires w- way deeper thinking than a rating system i put overrated and again i had said before this show should have never happened there's so many moments where it could have been stopped and it should have been stopped And all of the horrible events at it really, for me, overshadow any good music that came out of it. And also, just me, personally, the music wasn't that fucking good. This this sucked. it wasn't. (laughs) Leading into what amount would you pay to go to this? Rachel, let's start with you. (laughs) So I said at 69 that I would Mm -hmm. sell my child to go to 69 Woodstock. I wrote down that I would sell my child Just to not, not go have to, to this go. show. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could you couldn't pay me enough money to go. <laughs> and and if I was one of the people that paid ahead of time and showed up, I would have been freaking out. Negative dollars. I would pay negative dollars <laughs> to go to this show. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Knowing what I know about this festival, I it makes me not want to go to a music festival ever again because of what yeah, could yes. potentially happen. If I put myself, whatever, 22, three-year-old me, and I see this lineup, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I want to go. There's a bunch of bands on there. I would love to go to this show. But that's a very naive you know, point of view. You can't, you can't evaluate. Because you're not 23. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and it happened, and I know what happened, and now I don't want to go to music festivals anymore. It made me retire from music. Obviously, yeah, you couldn't pay me for it unless I was a journalist. Mm. If I was a journalist, I'd pay all the money to go to this fucking thing because you could make a career out of, I was at this festival. It looks like there are certain journalists that have. Who is to blame for Woodstock 99? We'll call it the Douchebag Award. I'm... Calling him the douchebag, I just think it's John Schur. 
I'm sure that there are more complex things involved and some of you will speak on that, but that is my answer. And I firmly believe that, um, evil. And I just slam looking at this at a reductionist view, but who picked the lineup? Who picked the venue? Who hired the security? I'm agreeing with you here. I think the promoters are ultimately the ones culpable for what happened here. It was greed. I mean, they came out and said it like we wanted a facility with a good fence so people wouldn't break in because we lost money at the other ones and we want to make money now. Ultimately, greed is at the root of of how everything spun spun out of control. I'm not going to say greed is the root and why, but it's at the root of how things spun out of control. You know, it's like Lenin said, you look for the person who will benefit and uh, Mm -hmm. I am the walrus. (laughs) Uh, you're out of your element, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Too late for Big Lebowski references. <laughs> Michael Lang and John Schur. Like, how the hell Michael Lang... Woodstock 69, you'd think you'd take some lessons away from that and not make it worse. Especially since 94, they didn't do anything better or smarter. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, just happened to work out. It happened to work out. It was a humanitarian crisis that happened to work out in 69. You, any, any success was luck. Like, how the hell did you not take lessons from that? And then John Schur is just a piece of shit. I'm convinced, like, 100% by all the comments he made afterwards mm-hmm. you know try trying to pass on responsibility trying to downplay sexual assault trying to put like displace blame and things like mm. that you planned hell on earth you didn't take account for like basic human necessity you, you built a prison camp on an air force base and then expected hundreds of thousands of people to come Just and pave paradise and put up a parking lot <laughs> And then you're gonna charge them. You know what's fascinating this? is even Ugh. if you even if you are that big of a fucking douchebag, who the fuck says that in an interview? Right. You are the promoter for this, and you're like, "Hey, man, chicks walking around naked. What do they think is gonna? Happen? Is there not a PR person that? Holy like, shit! No, fuck? no. Do not say. Yeah. You go back to the greed when all the shit was going down. So like Sunday night into Monday morning when the entire place is on fire and people are looting you know who what they sent the remaining actual security force to go do it wasn't to like calm and control crowd it was go get the money from the vendors go and make sure that we secure the cash registers go make sure that the assets are secure they cared more about losing money and saving all the retail and Mm -hmm. saving any of their assets than they did about the people. We didn't even talk about the fact it that it was all about the money. John Schur had a stake in the company that supplied vendors that upscaled the marketing for like the water was given to the vendors at three dollars. Mm-hmm. That's why they sold it at four dollars. They weren't fucking price gouging. And John Schur had a had a stake in that company. I don't remember what the company is, and I should probably have that info to even be saying that. That f- now I just feel like I'm, but it is a thing. It's true. Rachel, who's to blame for this? A hundred percent sure and like I have nothing else to add to that.
not favorite, but best. Svend, what was the best act at Woodstock 99? That's so hard. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot that could probably compete for that title. Yeah, this is so not my favorite, but I'm going to say Corn. I, I haven't seen like a ton of Corn concerts. I've never been in person live, but I feel like watching this show, they put so much. Jonathan specifically put so much into his performance. It was one of those where he came at it hard and just delivered exactly what you expect they left their entire selves on that stage yeah absolutely drained every ounce of themselves and of their music it's just so sad that corn was the group that i don't know if i'm gonna butcher this because it's late and i'm tired and i've had three drinks but corn was the music for the people that didn't fit in and the people that got beat up and this was the fucking soundtrack for the bros to just demolish everything. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Corn might have been the best performance, but it was just so fucking terrifying and violent that I just can't even... I'm putting it into perspective in the sense that it couldn't be the best show because it was horrible, the things that were happening during the show. I think the best act was Rage. They fucking killed it. They were tight. It just felt right. None of the shit that had happened in some of the other shows were claimed to have happened there. I just thought they were fucking awesome. It worked. It was like one of the only big, humongous, heavy ones that worked. Um, evil. I agree with you on both counts. Going back to my statement that I wish I did not know about the corn performance because if you isolate just the performance, it was the best one of the festival. But in context, it it can't be. I'll just leave yeah. it there. And Rage, they did it. To your point, they were one of the big acts that was able to pull it off. Yeah. They were at like their height of power. They really were. Corn Rage, Rage, and Rachel. I also put Rage. Um, the feeling that Zach had while he was performing was better than any other performer that I saw. And Dave, you mentioned, I didn't even think about it, uh, the tightness the physical tightness of the band um, being closer together because it really did seem like a kind of an oasis of people a lot of the time when they were performing. I think you've reached your quota of allowances for calling me Dave this year. I'm sorry. Dave, I'm sorry, Dave. <sighs> you can, if you say it like Hal, you're allowed to say Dave. <laughs> Let's get to favorites. Let's see if we're getting a tattoo. <laughs> Rachel, how do you want to do this? I feel like I should go last since... Okay. I want everybody's okay. to be the same. All right. I will go first ah. with my favorite. I mean, it's a kind of a no-brainer, right? We've talked about it. There were some acts that you just knew, like they were just going to be good and it was going to last. And there was just something about it. And that is Bijou Phillips. I knew you were going to do something. Bijou. <laughs> <laughs> um, you piece of shit. <laughs> look. <laughs> Literally the coolest sound. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the coolest. All of you. Um, it was the coolest. Look, I'm going to throw Rachel a bone with what I think she picked for us all um, because I, I still don't think it's going to happen. I will tell you, though, I had a really rough time picking, and you guys didn't seem impressed at all, but I was blown away by live. I thought they were fucking amazing. But I'm going to go with Rage. Rage was just they fucking killed it. Sven. So you're picking that for best and favorite? Yep. Ooh. I honestly was going to pick live. I swip swapped between live and rage swip the whole swapped. week, but 
I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing Rachel a bone so because I really, I, I don't, I don't think, think she's so going to get it. I don't think any of us think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because I also almost wanted to pick Rage. They ended up being my Ooh. runner up. It's going to be very unexpected, although I alluded to it earlier because I watched it over and over and over and over. And although they are not my favorite band wow. and they are not, really? they are not, I don't listen to them anymore. You got to remember, like, I'm going based on where I was. Mm. I, the current research I did was 99% on logistics and event stuff. So, like, my frame of reference and perspective for the music is who I was in 1999. I was playing Greedy Fly on my guitar and singing along to it and playing things like Come Down and Glycerin. I was a huge Bush fan. Wow way back mind blown yeah you wouldn't believe it but bush has a very special place in my heart that was my favorite all right evil who was your favorite act of 99 marty friedman <laughs> looked like he was on ecstasy <laughs> and was mind-bending mm -hmm. playing those solos and this is one of the best performances I've ever heard vocally by Mustaine. Yep. And so Megadeth. I think it was very poignant that they were one of the two closers, the other being Chili Pepper singing Hendrix's Fire while things are burning down and Megadeth singing Peace Sells But Who's Buying. Yeah. I think <laughs> that was like the ultimate tongue-in-cheek punctuation to this horrible event but they blew me away not the best because it wasn't my favorite megadeth set but their performance was so good yeah the last three songs were i mean you know just it was amazing. spectacular it Absolutely was so amazing. good it yep. was rachel who was your favorite i really wanted to be four away best friends it was rage wasn't it Rage. Rage. That's a good guess. It was. A really good guess. They were so they were, good. They were. You, they were you so texted good. me Metallica. Fuck off. I didn't text you Metallica. They suck. I guess it's just you and me getting the tattoos, Yay! Rachel. That's kind of how I figured it would happen anyway. Um, I knew Sven would be a hard one to get. I thought I may be evil. But, it was my runner um, up. It was close. Rachel, Sven, and I all got one right. Evil, you yeah. have a lot to learn about us. <laughs> I, I... Which Woodstock that we've covered was the best Woodstock? I want to say 94 because I really, I, looking back, especially after this one, the music was just so fucking good. But I'm going 69. It's the Woodstock. It's the Woodstock. The other ones don't count. The other ones are music festivals. Well, one of them was a music festival. One of them was a don't fucking crime fire. scene. Evil, same question. For me, it's 94. I, I know it was a commercial endeavor. I get it. I get the the corporatization, and I understand all that. But musically, for me, it resonated so much that it was my Woodstock. I like that for you. I don't think the corporation-y stuff makes it any less good. I, I agree. Rachel. Um, I, uh, David, I agree with you. Uh, Woodstock was 69 and everything else has been a music festival or a, an attempt at recreating something that can't be recreated. 69 all the way. Sven? I, yeah, exactly. 69. I feel like because it was the first, nothing like that had happened before. It was the largest. It was groundbreaking by 94. The, the model had kind of started to take form and was becoming more popular as far as like events, certainly in Europe, because they didn't have the amount of like giant stadiums that you do have here in the States. And definitely by 99, the model had kind of settled in as like normal and, and music festivals were like an accepted way to do business in the music industry and, and get a bunch of bands together and make a bunch of profit. The other two... I'm not going to say shouldn't have happened. 99 shouldn't have happened. 
I'm not going to say that about 94, but... No, 94 was great. Yeah, 94 was great. It was a great music festival. Great music festival. It was a great music festival. That is our five part. <laughs> was, was the first Woodstock two parts? Yeah, that yeah. is our five part Woodstock. Maybe in retrospect, we should have gone backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, started with 99. So could have gotten better. Uh, so. Hey, lesson learned. Next season. Next How about <laughs> next season? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for going through this with me. I know that this sucked, but I think this is actually going to turn out to be a really good episode. I honestly do. Versecoursefirst.com at versecoursefirstpod. The next time the whole family is together, we'll be in a cabin in the woods for the finale. Ooh. Woot. It's going to be mental. Join us next week. Rachel and I give each other some albums it's gonna be a scatastrophe <laughs> a scatastrophe i killed evil three times that that's all i ever want out of life <laughs> everybody we love you good night and good luck oh.